The following episode is brought to you by A Beginner's Guide to Nutrition. Are you struggling to create healthy eating habits and maintain a healthy lifestyle? Do you find it challenging to know what to eat and when to eat it? If so, I have the perfect solution for you. My simple guide teaches you not to demonize food groups like fats and carbs. You will learn what to eat to lose weight and maintain your physique. You'll also discover how to build muscle, endurance, and strength. Taking accountability for your lifestyle is one step in the right direction. Learning to rehabit ourselves and eating this, not that, will also help you become the best version of yourself. Realizing that you need to learn how to eat in order to live in moderation is a challenging admission for some to make. The ability to determine that skipping breakfast sets you up for bad food decisions throughout the day sets you up for success in your fitness journey. But that's not all. After you've learned to create healthy habits and food choices, this book doubles as a food journal. This enables you to meticulously track your meals and have a quick reference on what foods to eat all in the same place. This is a blueprint to create a newer and healthier you. Don't wait any longer to take control of your health and wellness. Order my guide today and start becoming the best version of yourself. The link will be in the show notes. you hey thank you so much for taking the time to click on this podcast and give it a listen i welcome you to come along and chat with me about the world um i wanted to start and take a second to explain today for the ones who don't know like what the world cup is and i wanted to have a more serious conversation a more fleshed out discussion than yesterday's pod about what our real chances are and what a hopeful result will look like. So let me just jump right in. For starters, what exactly is the World Cup? So for those of you who don't know, it's a giant worldwide soccer tournament, and it's held once every four years. Consider it like a big soccer party for fans and a genuine, a real true source of national pride and patriotism. Most teams, well, all teams, have to qualify through a tennis tournament, through elimination tournaments, playing against countries on their own continent, i.e. Canada versus Mexico, uh, United States versus Puerto Rico, et cetera, et cetera. Teams that qualify, once they've won the games on their continent, get to send their best and brightest 
to this big, bright national stage, this world stage. And it's a really, really, really big deal in the world of soccer. So when you get to the World Cup, we know which four teams North America is sending to the World Cup. That is the USA, Mexico, Canada, and Costa Rica. So once these four teams get into the World Cup, now they're all placed along with 28 other teams. So now there's 32 teams that are split into eight groups of four. Then there's like a big round-robin tournament that is hit to find the top two teams of each group of four. Everybody in a group plays each team at least one time or only one time. Generally speaking, one win and one tie is enough to make it to the next round. And that is called the knockout stage or the round of 16. In that stage, each team is awarded three points for a win, one point for a draw, and zero points for a loss. So again, in our group, an ideal way to get out of the group stage is four points. That's three points for a win and one for a draw. Single elimination happens from that point until a winner is determined. Just like any other, uh, the college football playoff, the March Madness, it's a single elimination tournament. One and done. Um, historically, let's talk about historical. Uh, the women have won four World Cups. The, the U.S. Women's National Team, the great U.S. Women's National Team, have won four World Cups. The, what's the best result for the men? We made it to the final eight once, <laughs> which was 20 years ago. And I believe we've been competing in this event since 1930. We also did not participate in the last World Cup which is strange because we had gone on a run of like seven straight appearances in the World Cup. So last year's, or not last year's, but last World Cup trip, not going to Russia, that was real heartbreak. And it left a sour taste on a lot of people's mouths. So why should you watch? We have the best group of young talent that we've ever had, ever period. And they are young. Like I said, our average age is 23 and a half. The best national teams have players who regularly play in big clubs around the world. This is your Manchester United, your Chelsea, your Tottenham, your Bayern Munich, your Borussia Dortmund, your Barcelona, your Real Madrid, etc., etc. The big, big clubs, Paris Saint-Germain, the big, the big boys. So at these clubs, historically, there's never been an American playing at these clubs. And these big clubs, just a few years ago, got American players. And not only do we just have players on those clubs, we have bona fide stars. So fast forward to now, we have players in almost all of the top European clubs in every big European country. 
England, Germany, Belgium, you name it. We got players in those big leagues, and those guys are playing big games with the clubs. And some of these clubs, we even have two or more players. I'm thinking our right, top of my head of Aronson and Adams that play in, at Leeds in the Premier League. So the Americans on these big Europeans clubs are never ever really considered to be the best on, on any of those teams. We don't have it like that just yet, but I believe this young group has the potential to be mentioned in the big name. But this is the best stage for those players to make that big name for themselves. If they come to this tournament and they perform, I promise you the big clubs will splash big dollars and they're going to want to see this succeed. So this is considered, as I said before, the best generation of soccer players that we've ever had. Period, point blank, end of discussion. The main reason behind that train of thought, though, is the fact that we've never had players at this big club. Like I said before, in any role, we just haven't been on, on a Barcelona, on a Real Madrid. We've just never been there. But now we have a talent level that's unprecedented. And that gives fans hope. And that we've never had a squad full of players with this high potential, like all up and down the roster. We've had squads with big players before, but we've never had a with big players all up and down the roster. But this team is young, like I said before, and we've also battled some injuries and we've yet to fire on all cylinders. And we've yet to manage to have any reasonable level of success. But just in September, when we were to use, like we had these friendly games, that we used those games to round the form, to pick our roster, to plan out our strategy, and we struggled in these friendly games. We had a draw with Saudi Arabia, a 1-1 draw, I think. And then we lost to Japan, and I think it was 2-0. So that certainly was the last time that we got to play together as a group. And it wasn't looking good. But as I said, we really do have the potential to challenge any team in this tournament on our best day. I think even like what a loss looks like to say in Argentina if we make it out the round of 16. You know, Messi's going to come out of the game with respect to the American if we put our best foot forward, even if we don't win. So I'm thinking like ideally we have a run like 2018 Russia. But let me go down the Russia. Thing. Russia in 2018, they were the host nation for the World Cup. They were also considered the worst team in the World Cup. They were like ranked 32nd out of 32 teams. Nobody gave them a chance. They made it out of the group stage. They won their first game in the round of 16, and then they won their next game. So that is the type of run I'm talking about having. You count us out, you, you expect nothing from us, and then we show up and we just perform. We put our heads down and we perform. We are really young, but also we are really, really talented. Like, it's almost like, like NCAA basketball there. You're going to have like five freshmen at one time at, at Michigan 
i.e. the Fab Five, that's what this is looking like. So this roster is made up of guys also from all over the United States. We got guys from Missouri, Pennsylvania, New York, Seattle, Texas, everywhere. And we also have immigrant guys and we have guys who are descendants of military families. The World Cup really though feels March Madness because it's a single elimination tournament and you know anything can happen. You'll have your Cinderella stories, but we also know that Cinderella's clock strikes midnight and that glass shoes gotta come back home. All right, I wanted to, real quick before I get out of here, I just want to remind everybody that we play Wales on Monday. And if there's a game to start with, I, I take Wales. That, that's all we need to get the, the country rallying behind this team. If we win this game and we do it in a, a strong show, where we score two goals, I guarantee you we'll get celebrities tweeting about, you know, oh, I've watched the national team. I believe we're doing good. We're looking nice. And then you're going to get the casual fans involved. And then following that, on Black Friday, we play England. Nobody's got to work. Everybody will be home and we'll be having a chance to play. And I believe that's a one piece so, like, when we play England on Friday, remember this. If A, if we're coming off of a, a big win against Wales, and B, we've got some real tangible national support, it's going to be a tough game for England. Because nobody here really likes England. I mean, there's a the Anglophile, like your occasional Anglophile here or there. But for the most part, England has been easy to root against. We've been doing it for 250 years. Here's a fun fact. A little nugget for the road. England's never actually been on the World Cup stage. The last time we played them was 12 years ago in 2010. And it was a tie. Just keep that in mind. All right, I want to thank you again for taking the time to tune in and listen to me ramble about the game that I love. Please consider subscribing to this podcast. Also, it would help if you rated me five stars and you left a review. I will read your feedback and I will take it into account when making future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the TuneIn Radio app, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Hey, at this point, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to me right now, I need you to subscribe. Help me grow. Share this podcast with people that you know. I greatly appreciate you. Thank you.